2020, what a year it has been. It's probably going to go down in history as one of the craziest years of all time. And we have finally approached the last edition of Steve's NRL Footy Tips for 2020. Welcome to the show. Thank you for all your support throughout the year. Obviously, today is the State of Origin Game 3. The decider up there in Suncorp Stadium. Tomorrow night, it is the State of Origin Free Preview. I hope you guys have enjoyed the two previous previews, if you guys have listened to them. Um, obviously, this season has been the longest um, season in NRL history, in rugby league history here in Australia. We might have played the least amount of games, but at one point, we didn't think we were going to finish the season. I started the podcast all the way back in February, and as I said, all the support throughout the year has been absolutely unreal. If you guys haven't, please like Steve's NRL Footy Tips. But today, we are going to be discussing um, State of Origin Game 3, the decider. Uh, what a series it has been so far. Of course, in Game 1, Queensland were the victors, 18-14, coming back from a 10-0 uh, deficit at halftime. And then Game 2, New South Wales, absolutely dominant on the back of the performance of Nathan Cleary and Cody Walker, the harsh combination there, defeating Queensland 34-10. to um, What a game it was last weekend to see New South Wales tie the series. The changes worked, in my opinion, and obviously in the mind of Brad Fittler because New South Wales are unchanged for the game while Queensland have a host of changes. We're going to get into all of that. We're going to get my prediction for the big matchup tomorrow night. Before we do so, um, I'm going to be discussing the greatest state of origin team of all time. And this will encompass both the greatest New South Wales team and greatest Queensland team of all time. I'm going to make a super squad, 17 players, um, the best of the bunch from both New South Wales and Queensland. Uh, will... This side have more of one side, most likely. Um, obviously, there's 17 players, so one side's going to be slightly favoured at the very least. But uh, we could see Queensland absolutely dominate this if history is to show anything for outside of origin. They've been the more dominant team. Um, but we're going to name my greatest 17 of all time. I'm excited to do it. It's going to be a little bit shorter than the previous two segments, but I hope you've enjoyed the greatest New South Wales and the greatest Queensland side of all time. Here is Steve's greatest, New South, uh, greatest origin team in general of all time. Let's get to it before we get to the massive State of Origin Game 3 prediction, but it all starts at the fullback position, um, and of course, this one, we had some great fullbacks. Um, we've seen some fantastic fullbacks over the last 40 years of State of Origin, guys like Gary Belcher, Anthony Minicello, Tim Brasher, James Tedesco, Billy Slater, probably the greatest fullback of all time, but my greatest origin team of all time, my greatest origin fullback of all time, I'm going to put Darren Lockyer there at the fullback, just like I did in the Queensland position. Um, he's a big match player. He stepped up so much in his career in State of Origin, uh, which is highlighted by that try to win Queensland a 2006 State of Origin series. And they went on, of course, to win eight in a row, a historic run that has not been seen before or since. And Darren Lockyer was really the trademark behind that. And I reckon he deserves a spot in the greatest State of Origin team of all time. Um, and, you know, what a, what a player. A, a competitor, a complete player. Darren Lockyer is my fullback. Moving on to the wings Another position that you had so many contenders. I mean, you had guys like uh, Jared Hayne was in contention for this. Darius Boyd, who scored the most origin tries ever. Dale Shearer, Rod Wishart, Eric Grove Sr. The list goes on and on. Uh, my wingers that I've named here, another Queenslander, Billy Slater, but also our first New South Wales player in Andrew Edinghouse. And uh, Billy Slater, he's the greatest fullback of all time, in my opinion. Fantastic origin player. He was great where he played on the fullback or the wing for the for the Queensland side. Um, and Andrew Eddinghausen, absolutely outstanding. One of the most capped Blues of all time. He was always reliable, solid, such a skilled player out wide for the Blues for so many years and for Cronulla. And 
I think he's earned his position there. Um, in the centres, I've gone the uh, Raiders combination of the early 90s, Mia Meninga and Laurie Daly. A fact for you is the Raiders um, in those early 90s were the only team ever to have, have the New South Wales and Queensland captain both playing for the same rugby league, ARL or NRL club, um, because really the combination was absolutely outstanding at club levels. So I've gone them again in state of origin level, two of the greatest state of origin players of all time. Mia Meninga, of course, lifting Queensland to great heights there for Wally Lewis in the 80s before taking over and um, really being an inspiration behind all the up-and-coming Queensland players of the early 90s. And then Laurie Daly throughout the 1990s, absolutely an inspiration for all the New South Wales players coming through. And uh, he led the blue side um, through probably their most successful period of all time between 1992 and 94. And then throughout 95 to 97 when he was there. Um, of course, some of those he couldn't compete with due to the Super League war, but uh, an absolutely outstanding career by Laurie Daly. So it's hard to go past either one of those players. Centers that were in contention, Man, there's a who's who's from them. You've got Mark Gazzia, you've got Mick Cronin, you've got uh, Greg Inglis, obviously, Gene Miles. So many great um, centers in State of Origin history, but I've got Meninga and Daly in those positions. Moving on to the halves, and really another position that was stacked um, with some of the greatest players of all time. You have guys like Wally Lewis, uh, Brett Kenny, Peter Sterling, Ricky Stewart, Alan Langer, Mark Murray, all in consideration. Cooper Cronk was another one. Brad Fittler's another one. Um, the list goes on and on. It was really hard to nail down who I wanted to put in the halves, but I've got to go with two of the greatest players I've ever seen play in my lifetime, and most people would agree with me, in Jonathan Thurston and Andrew Johns. Whether you love them or you hate them, um, their game management skill is uncomparable in comparison to a lot of other players. Um, they re just read the game so well. They both had the X factor. Andrew Johns, absolutely outstanding defender, but Jonathan Thurston, the ultimate competitor, never gave up on any play. Um, and these are the two of the guys that have been featured in so many highlight reels for both the states that it's impossible to leave these two guys off. Jonathan Thurston and Andrew Johns are my halves. Then we're moving into the forward pack and in the prop position, um, another very hard position to pick. You had guys like Shane Webke, Petro Sivanaseva, Steve Price in consideration, Paul Gallen, um, Steve Roach. So many great players to represent uh, both these states in the prop position in the front row. And uh, I've gone Glenn Lazarus and Paul Harrigan, the chief. Um, they were the combination for the New South Wales side in probably their greatest era between 92 and 94. And all throughout the 90s, they really combined really well, these two players. And uh, Lazarus and Harrigan, you'd see a lot of times at the start of sets, you'd see uh, Glenn Lazarus make a good 10 to 15 metres, and then Chief would follow up and make another 10 to 15. So they, were, they perfectly complemented each other. They were the one-two punch duo. Um, incredibly hard to stop for any forward pack um, that they went up against. And for me, um, they're two of the most dominant front rolls we've ever seen in State of Origin history, and that is why they are my props in this side. Moving on to the hooker position, there is only one player that was ever going to win this award. Some consider him to be the next immortal. Obviously, that's been a debate that's raged throughout the media this week. Um, but Cameron Smith has to be the greatest prop ever, to, uh, greatest hooker to ever play Origin. He's the most capped Origin player of all time. Um, I believe he's got the points record as well. He just got so many records, Cameron Smith, and um, he was a real S factor for Queensland. I mean, apart from Darren Lockyer and Jonathan Thurston, he's probably the most single biggest influence for that Queensland side between 2006 to 2014. Cameron Smith was everywhere, 40 to 50 tackles a game, could always create something from nothing. He 
is one of the best players ever to read the game and uh you all know Cameron Smith is one of the greatest players of all time and uh obviously he was fighting it out with, with guys like Ben Elias and Danny Badiris from New South Wales for this position. Um but you just can't go past Cameron Smith because as as I said, an absolutely outstanding player in his day and um still is to this day. So Cameron Smith is my hooker, moving on to the second row and I've gone Nathan Highmarsh and Gordon Tallis, but this was another position where you got so many greats to choose from. You got guys like Wayne Pierce um, guys like Paul Vorden, Brian Fletcher, Ben Kennedy, um, Steve Menzies, but just so many fantastic players. Gary Larson, Trevor Gilmeister. Um, but I went Nathan Highmarsh because he's the best defender I've ever seen in my life. Uh, will never give up and always try his hardest, the ultimate competitor. And then Gordon Tallis, um, probably the most passion you'll ever see in a state of origin field, besides having Arthur Beaton for that 1980s clash ever. You just knew that Gordon Tallis was going to do whatever he could to get his team over the line when he played State of Origin. Um, and that passion uh, means a lot. And he was a great ball runner, um, good defender as well. Went through a lot of hard, uh, work and upset his opposition. And that's why Gordon Tallis is my number 12 for this greatest State of Origin side of all time. Moving into the lock position, um, and this one was another one where I kind of had to think about what to do because you've got so many great locks throughout history. Uh, guys like Corey Parker, Bob Linder, Bradley Clyde, um, Wayne Pierce, Brad Fittler when he played in the lock position. All fantastic players. But I couldn't go past Wally Lewis. Um, you have to have him somewhere in the starting side. In my opinion, he's the greatest origin player of all time. Jonathan Thurston might be the better overall player. But in my opinion, whether it be in the forwards or in the half position, you've got to have, have Wally Lewis in your starting lineup. Um, his combination and his way to organize the the team with Thurston and Joey would be absolutely unbelievable. But everybody knows the story of Wally Lewis. He's the ultimate competitor. Um, he was Queensland for their first 10 years that they were in state of origin, um, and he led them to so many periods of success. He was New South Wales public enemy number one, an absolutely outstanding player. He always stepped up in state of origin. He went the extra mile, and uh, he created something, and he stole matches from New South Wales hands so many times. Wally Lewis, one of the greatest players of all time. You've got to have him in your starting team. On the bench, obviously, was another contested position just because, as I said, there's been so many great State of Origin players of all time. I named 34 over the past two weeks, but you could have so many great players that weren't in those sides in your greatest State of Origin side of all time as well. But I've gone Bradley Clyde, Shane Webke, Brad Fittler, and Greg Nillis. Those four guys uh, encompass what State of Origin is all about and uh, really highlight the great skill and the great work ethic of the players we've had um, that have played State of Origin throughout the years. So that is my greatest new, uh, greatest State of Origin team of all time between New South Wales and Queensland. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. It's the 40th year greatest State of Origin team of all time. Probably in another 40 years, there'll be a bunch uh, more players that are in consideration for this list with our, state, with our rugby leagues evolving in general. But just to recap, my greatest State of Origin team of all time at fullback Darren Lockyer, on the wings, Billy Slater and Andrew Heddinghausen. In the centres, Mount Meninga and Laurie Daly. The halves are Jonathan Thurston and Andrew Johns. Glenn Lazarus and Paul Harrigan are the props. Cameron Smith is the hooker. The second row is Nathan Highmarsh and Gordon Tallis. The lock is Wally Lewis and on the bench, Bradley Clyde, Shane Webke, Brad Fittler and Greg Inglis. Hope you guys have enjoyed this segment and um, maybe we'll bring back something similar next week. Uh, I've named my team of the weeks throughout the NRL season in 2020. They were always on the page, so I hope you guys can drop a like next year when I do those as well. I do create like creating teams and looking at fantasy situations like this. Um, 
but as I said, the, the support throughout the years absolutely been unreal by you guys, and um, it's really uh, it's really great to see. And it's, it, to be honest, it inspires me to come back and do it all again next year, and I will do that. And I hope you guys show this much support with the second podcast that I hope to launch next month as well with a co-host. It's not rugby league related, uh, not rugby league re- uh, related, but I hope you guys can get plenty of enjoyment as well, and hopefully we can get some new fans along the way for that show. Uh, but moving on, let's get to State of Origin Game 3. It's up there at Suncorp Stadium tomorrow night from 8.10pm. New South Wales versus Queensland. The decider, the preview, it's coming up next. The hype is really building up to what we traditionally see in the July State of Origin series deciders of old. But here we are. 2020 has been a strange year, but we are finally at the end of it. Here we go. State of Origin Game 3. It all takes place tomorrow night from Suncorp Stadium up there. In Queensland, it kicks off at 8.10pm after, of course, Queensland winning game one, 18-14. New South Wales bounced back last week. They won 34-10 and just demolished the Queensland side. Can Queensland step it up in front of their home crowds and break this streak that New South Wales have accomplished over the last two years? They've won the past two series in a row. They're going for their combined record of three in a row. What a game we're going to have tomorrow night. And... uh, before I get into the teams and my prediction, let me just say um, and talk and discuss everything that's been happening in terms of Suncorp Stadium up there for tomorrow night. If you guys have been paying attention to the media um, and the news, you have noticed that uh, there's been a number of strange things leading up to the start of this matchup. Queensland Premier uh, first announced that Suncorp Stadium will be allowed to be full tomorrow night. Um, but any New South Wales person coming into the state of Queensland will have to quarantine for 14 days, basically eliminating the possibility of seeing many, if any, New South Wales supporters in the crowd tomorrow night up there at Suncorp. Um, it's always a hostile crowd out there, uh, but the fact that New South, no New South Wales fans, unless they are based in Queensland already, can get out there to the game... Um, will be able to attend is unbelievable and it really favours Queensland um, and really gives Queensland a little bit of extra motivation for sure. Added to that, the New South Wales team can't even fly in until a couple of hours before the game, I believe. So they've got to fly up to Queensland tomorrow. It's only an hour, hour and a half flight. But obviously, uh, flights do make players tired. So another advantage for Queensland. And then to stack the deck against New South Wales even more, you've got the fact that uh, all the personnel from Channel 9, they can't get up to the game. They're going to have to be recording um, on off a TV, I believe, in Sydney. Ray Warren has apparently very outspoken against doing it. He doesn't want to do it. He's never done a recorded... Uh, never done commentary for a recorded broadcast off a TV screen in his 50-plus years of commentating Australian sports. So... A lot of things going against New South Wales and against this game in general, but we've got this decided tomorrow night up there, um, which we some people didn't even think we were going to get at all this year. Let's be honest, 2020 has been all over the place that we're lucky to have a state of origin decider, but all this combined with the fact that New South Wales have only won two out of their past 10 games up there in Suncorp and only two deciders ever up there definitely favour Queensland. And uh, we all know the spirit of Queensland the whole, the whole crowd up there is going to be with them, and uh, Queensland is going to be looking to make a statement early in tomorrow night's matchup and upset this uh, this very talented New South Wales side. But let's look at those two series that New South Wales did manage to win the decider up there 
at Suncorp, and one of them was 1994, which I've spoken of several times so far in this podcast, and the 92 to 94 New South Wales team was absolutely unbelievable. You had stars like Ricky Stewart, uh, Brad Fleetler, Laurie Daly, um, Tim Brasher, Ben Elias, uh, Bradley Clyde, all these great players, Harrigan, Lazarus, they were all in this side. It was a stack side. They managed to go up and win game three up there in Queensland. The second time we did it was 2005, and that was the return of Andrew Johns from injury. Completely dismantled Queensland in game two, and they went up there and did a number on Queensland in game three. In both of those series wins for New South Wales, they were actually going for three series wins in a row, um, which is what New South Wales are currently doing, winning the 2018 and 2019 State of Origin series. So there's a lot on the line tomorrow night, and... Uh, we're going to get into the teams now, but I just wanted to highlight to you um, how much uh, a victory in Queensland would mean to New South Wales. They they might be the favourites on the tab. They are only $1.40. Queensland are $3. But the fact that they've got to go up there to Suncorp, it's not going to be a very an easy task at all. Um, even with a side that on paper may be better than the Queensland side, it's going to have to be a hell of an effort for New South Wales to emerge victorious up there in Suncorp tomorrow night. So... Uh, but looking at the team list, as I said, um, New South Wales are completely unchanged uh, from Game 2, where Nathan Cleary and uh, Cody Walker and James Tedesco, all three of those players, James Tedesco, of course, being the new captain for the Blues in Game 2, they really stood up and led their team by example. Um, Nathan Cleary had basically the perfect origin game for a half that you've ever seen. Um, pinpoint kicking game, end up kicking a 40-20 um, but perfect pinpoint kicking and, uh, of course, a fantastic running game um, that was basically absent in game absent in game one. He really chose when to run the football and uh, really just played a perfect game. And that game is so important for Nathan Cleary because he managed to get his confidence back from, of course, losing State of Origin 1 and the grand final a couple of weeks ago. Um, you can just feel that the pressure is really on Cleary. The media was giving him heaps. He really needed to step up in that game, and he did. Um, and I think one of the main things that helped him do that and the main person that helped him do that was Cody Walker. Luke Keery in game one um, really struggled to take that pressure off Nathan Cleary, but Cody Walker just came in, did his usual job. The situation didn't overawe him at any stage of the game and he played his natural running game. He's not going to get it perfect all the time, Cody Walker, but what he does is he takes that pressure off Cleary uh, in the fact that he can have a kick game. He can go down the sidelines with a run and try to create some magic play. Um, and his natural electric running game really let Cleary do his job last Wednesday night. And they combined extremely well. And I'm looking forward to it tomorrow night. If New South Wales are going to win this game, the halves combination will be the key for them. James Tedesco, on the other hand, he's a new captain for the Blues. He just did what he always does for the Blues. Absolutely stepped up. Um, game one, he was, you know, he still made 200 plus meters, but he's a little bit quiet for his standards, especially in attack. And game two, he was seemed to be everywhere, creating t- tries, scoring them himself. Um, the ultimate backup player, and uh, it's great to see him take more of a leadership role. And him and his combination with the halves, absolutely going to be a key to victory tomorrow night. And his combination with Damien Cook, who has been so explosive at a dummy half in the past few years for the Blues, that spine is really going to dictate. Um, whether Queensland are in this game at all and how they're going to be able to do that is New South Wales forward pack have really got to go over the top of Queensland, which I think they did extremely well in game two. The Queensland forward pack really struggled to stand up against them. Papali, Kafusi, and Co. They had a real tough time um, shutting down this New South Wales side. And looking at the team changes, New South Wales haven't made any changes. 
especially when they've got guys like Fanuk and Yeo and Nathan Brown that all added so much energy to the blue side when they came in the field last week. But Queensland side, looking at it, um, Christian Welsh is back, who has done an absolutely outstanding job on Nathan Cleary in the past month. He's back in the side. Uh, Harry Grant's making his debut from the bench. He's going to add some explosiveness, similar to Damian Cook off the bench for Queensland when they choose to inject him into this game. Um, and it looks like uh, Kurt Capewell is going to drop back to the second row, um, his natural position, and hopefully he can get uh, some more football closer to the edge and he can create some stuff for Queensland. So uh, Queensland definitely cha- changing their side and changing their forward pack around to try to combat this New South Wales forward pack side, But if uh, this forward pack of New South Wales. But if New South Wales can get on the front foot early, uh, which is going to be hard to do in that hostile crowd, but if they can get on top early, Queensland are really going to struggle to get themselves back in this game uh, because we all know the star power New South Wales have all over the field, which is why Queensland, despite it being in Suncorp, is still viewed as the underdogs in this match. Uh, the other changes Queensland are going to make, Corey Allen's making his debut. He was named in the wing earlier this week or the end of last week. But he's going to go back to fullback. They're going to put Valentine Holmes, who is so dangerous in the past for Queensland on those wings, he, on the wing. He's going to go back to the wing. And his strike, strike rate out there when he was playing winger for Queensland was eight tries in five games. So he adds... Another explosive element to this Queensland side that they so sorely have lacked. Xavier Coates, who's had a great two games to start the series, unfortunately has been ruled out. Edric Lee will make his debut on the other wing for Queensland. And in the centres, Dan Gagai, this game, because Kurt Capewell's going back to the second row, will partner with Renko Lee, um, the near premiership winner um, with the Storm earlier this year. He's going to come in and hopefully do a job for Queensland as well. So um, they've definitely got... A better side, in my opinion, if Cameron Munster plays the whole 80 minutes, um, he'll add a lot to him, especially since they were lacking any sort of organisation last week. Cherry Evans tried his best, but you need both your halves going if you're going to have a successful go forward and, and decisive plan and attack. And they really lacked that at times last week, Queensland. So I'm excited to watch this game. Um, as I said, the forward pack battle is going to really dictate uh, the terms of the match. Um, we've talked about New South Wales spines, Queensland's spine of... Cherry Evans, Munster, Corey Allen, who's at fullback now, and Jake Friend is going to really contribute a lot to the result as well. If Queensland forwards can get over New South Wales forwards, it will be a matter of whether uh, the playmakers can get uh, enough organisation and attack out of this Queensland side to really prove a challenge against New South Wales. But that Queensland home crowd really adds 10 to 14 points to this Queensland side, in my opinion. I mean, it's going to be a hostile crowd up there. They're really going to be behind the Queensland Maroons and um, because they don't want to lose three in a row, Queensland. We saw them go on a dominant eight in a row win, but now that the uh, the shoe's on the other foot, so to speak, we'll see how Queensland react. If they lose this series and they've lost three series in a row, it's going to be very interesting because the last time Queensland, one of the last times Queensland lost... Um, a couple series in a row, Gordon Tallis actually declared that State of Origin was dead, and that's before Queensland won another eight in a row winning streak. Um, so we'll see if they're going to have the heart and the spirit that New South Wales had for so many years uh, when they were down and fighting and trying to break this greatest Queensland side we've ever seen um, and try to break that streak. But uh, it's going to be an interesting game up there tomorrow night for sure. I'm going to tip New South Wales by 12... Um, it is going to be very tight. I just think the class of New South Wales, we've gone through their playmakers. Cookie, Tedesco, Cleary, Walker. I think that class and their 
work ethic at their work ethic from their forward pack in Jatorovic, Dale Finucane, uh Daniel Saifidi. I think that's really going to get this New South Wales team over the edge. And I think while it's going to be very close for a long period of the game, um, the intensity for the Queensland side can only last a certain amount of time. And I think they've got to start this game perfectly. And if they don't, New South Wales couldn't make them pay in the late stages of this match. So I've got New South Wales by 12 points. It's going to be a hell of a decider up there. Can't wait to watch it. And in my opinion, we finally got that state of origin feel back that we've been missing for the first two games of the series in the build-up. Um, I'm getting excited for this game. I know a lot of other people are, so I expect the ratings to be up for this state of origin decider, but I can't wait for it at the same time to be back to the midway point next year. So state of origin game three, I've got New South Wales by 12 points in this matchup. All right, before we go today, I'll give you some bets for State of Origin Game 3. The first two games haven't gone too well for me in my predictions. Um, New South Wales dominant victors in Game 2. Let's look at the odds, and Queensland are 3 bucks, as I said. New South Wales are $1.41. That's the current odds on both Sportsbet and the TAB. I'm looking at Sportsbet odds here, and if we go to the man in the match, Nathan Cleary was a fantastic uh, you know, man in the match winner last game. Fantastic performance, but usually... Uh, you don't get two men of the match, uh, two men of the match awards in two consecutive state of origin matches. He's paying seven bucks. He's the second favorite. James Tedesco is five fifty. The way that he always plays in Origin and how he steps up, I think he's a fantastic uh, price there at five fifty. I don't mind that at all. Um, Damien Cook at eleven bucks, another big game player. I like those odds if he on for New South Wales. The underdog uh, for me would be uh, Josh Adokar, the Fox. Absolutely outstanding series. I think he's definitely in conversation for man of the series. Um, but if you're going to have him um, as a man of the match, he's $41. So he's huge odds. And we've seen how damaging. He's already scored eight tries in origin. He could really score a couple more tomorrow night if Queensland aren't careful. So for New South Wales, Tedesco, um, Cook, and Josh Adokar for the man of the match market. If you think Queensland have a chance of... Pulling this out of the fire, which they definitely do have a chance, but if you think they can do it, Cameron Munster at $9. He's so important to the side. We saw what they missed without him last week. He's got to be in calculations at $9. I also really like Josh Rapali at $15. He's an X-factor there in the forward pack for him. If he can really um, set the tone early with some damaging runs, the whole Queensland forward pack could get behind him and make a difference um, there and really get Queensland in a good position to, uh, to get their attack ride and score some points for Queensland. So... Um, those are my man of the match predictions. First try predictions. Um, I haven't got any of these right. I got two out of three last year correct, but this year I've got none so far. Um, Dangay got $15. We've been waiting for him to score a try in Origin. I think he's very good for Queensland. I think Queensland have a big chance of scoring the first try in this matchup because of the home crowd. Um, but if New South Wales can really stop that momentum that Queensland's going to have early in the game, um, I definitely like... I definitely like... Cody Walker at $15. I think he's running games on. He could definitely cross. Um, and I think it's hard to go past, as I said, James Tedesco seems to really step up in state of origin deciders like he did last year. Um, and I think that 11 bucks is pretty good odds. So I'm going to go Tedesco and Cody Walker from the first try scorers in New South Wales. Dan Guy guy for Queensland. I think if you're looking for a match market, um, New South Wales at $1.41. It's not paying a huge amount, but I think it's a good bet. New South Wales 1 to 12, $2.88, paying slightly more than New South Wales 13 plus. I'd get on that because I think I tipped New South Wales 1 to 12, but I think that crowd gives Queensland some points and really gives them some hope tomorrow. And um, 
I like it. I like New South Wales 1-12. to So those are my bets for State of Origin Game 3. Gamble responsibly. We'll see you next year for Steve's NRL footy tips. I hope you guys have enjoyed the year. My first ever podcast, the first season of it. Your support's been absolutely unreal throughout the season. So thank you very much. And we'll see you in 2021. Enjoy the State of Origin Decider, guys. And please remember to like Steve's NRL footy tips on Facebook. We'll see you next year.